um, before we actually get started. Okay. Of course, this is hosted on behalf of Faith, the Foundation for Artistic Talent Empowerment. Uh, we do have the Instagram. I pinned it there. I pinned my Instagram, Angelica underscore Mirian, as well as the next favors. His Instagram is there. Make sure you follow him. And then also the fake global is f.a.t.e underscore global. You can follow them as well for all industry and entertainment updates. Um, this week during quarantine, we've just been doing a lot of different lives with artists, spotlighting artists, giving them an opportunity to share their experiences, hoping that these experiences can help you advance your artistic career as, as well. And so today we're going to be showcasing the next favors. Yes, I'm so excited. Yes, he is a singer, he is a songwriter, he's a producer, he also is an actor, and um, he's also on the board, he's one of the board members of Fake Global as well. So I, I am, I am, shout out, shout out. So LA, many roles, so many duties. <laughs> how do you handle all of it? Um, how do I handle all of it? Um, I try to make sure I have a structure in place. Mm -hmm. I think that having a organized routine is important to me mm -hmm. so that's how I try to manage it all and I also like to um, I joke and say that I have ADD because I can do something and then I'll do something else and then I'll be like writing a song like oh I have homework to do let me do homework and then that's just like my brain so I feel like spacing that out honestly keeps it fresh yeah makes sense I love that I love that so could you tell us, um, I guess more people will join in, but they can always watch the replay after. We'll mm -hmm. go ahead and get started for those of us that are on time. Um, <laughs> this industry is extremely important to be on time, ain't that right? It is. Punctuality is, is, is a key. <laughs> yes. Yes. So how about you tell everybody kind of how you got started in the entertainment industry? Like, where did this all start for you? I mean, for me, honestly, it started as a child. Like, I was that child. My mom used to always say that, like, I could sing before I could talk. Like, I would always be singing. Mm -hmm. I would be singing. Um, I used to sing like, in the church choir. And I was one of those kids, like, give me a solo. I want to, where's my mic? I want a <laughs> solo. Because, you know, some kids are like, no, I don't want to sing by myself. I'm like, oh, that's mine. Y'all can just sit there. Y'all can stand there. Let me have my I was that child. Um, so, yeah, it started it started back then and then you know eventually as like i got older i you know did more drama stuff mm -hmm. i did a lot of like musicals in high school mm -hmm. and then when i was 19 i moved to la okay. um, and i moved to you know pursue songwriting and everything else and then i had a friend who suggested i join la casting and i joined LA, and i did acting of course in high school theater it wasn't any like TV stuff or any like commercials or film, but just theater stuff, um, mm -hmm. musicals. So I had that experience, but I was like, okay, I signed up for LA casting. And long story short, I booked my first like acting job two weeks after living in LA. Wow. I was like, okay, well, oh, I guess I was able to join the unions uh, SAG. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was a very, I was like, okay, this is something that I could do as well, because it's something that I loved. I just didn't know how to get into it. Mm. So I was like, okay, well, I guess, I guess we're here, you know? Mm -hmm. So it kind of sounds like it kind of just things aligned for you when you got there. It's not mm -hmm. that common that people book their first acting job after two weeks. Mm -hmm. What steps did you take? Did you just know the right people, the right relationships, or were you diligent in pursuing it? How did you get that opportunity like that? I mean, honestly, I just... I literally 
you know, followed his instructions of signing up online. I had an audition. They were like, oh, can you improv? And I said yes, even though I couldn't. I didn't know what that meant. I was, I was, I was acting. It wasn't a lie. It was acting. I was creating a character. And so I, but, you know, we just went with the flow. We just improv. Um, and then I didn't actually, I actually didn't book the job that I auditioned for. Okay. Um, that role, it was another role that they ended up giving to me. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, did you always, like, have ambition to be a singer slash songwriter, or did that kind of come about later in your life, or you just knew from a child? Yeah, I always wanted, well, first I wanted to just be a singer, because that's all I knew, like, as a kid. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I want to be a singer, you know, because I can sing. (laughs) So, let me just do, that's what I should do. And then... You know, as I got older, I didn't realize I was songwriting at that time, but I would listen to songs on the radio, and I would just be like, uh-uh, I don't like the lyrics, I'm going to rewrite the lyrics. <laughs> and I would just make up my own lyrics, and I would just do all this other crazy stuff. And then my my uncle, Uncle Butch, was like, you should really, like, focus on songwriting, because, you know, they make, you wow. know, money, and they really publishing, because sometimes the artists... If they're not smart, they can get screwed over. But publishing is forever. And so that's how actually kind of how, and I, when he first said that, I was like, no, I don't want to be no songwriter. Who knows a songwriter? Because right. I think at that point, I was just focused on like the spotlight of it versus like mm-hmm. the art of it. Because I was a kid. So, you know, what do, how what do I know? But right. then I realized like, that's one of the most important parts of a song is the actual songwriting aspect of it, is developing that and pushing mm-hmm. your pen for that, so. Right. So for those that are new to this and they're trying to get into songwriting and stuff like that, you talked a bit about publishing. Could you explain that to them for those that are interested in songwriters? Yes, of course, yes. I mean, I think everyone, <laughs> everyone, every songwriter and publisher knows that publishing is always like, because uh, people, the terminology is just like, it's so confusing. So I'm gonna try to go slow. I'm trying, okay. I'm trying to go slow because I like because sometimes people publishing say publishing one on one. Publishing one on one. So okay, so you have a song. Mm-hmm. Let's say I wrote the song by myself. Mm-hmm. I own two hundred percent of the song. Okay. As a BMI register, a BMI is a PRO. There's PROs are ASK, BMI, CSAC. So as a BMI. Uh, writer, I own 200% of that song. Mm-hmm. All right. 100% of that is the writer's share, mm-hmm. and un- another 100% is the publishing share. So when you write a song, you have the sound recording, which is what you hear, mm-hmm. and then you have the um, publishing, which is the idea of the song. Mm-hmm. So I could write a song and I have the publishing, you could sing it, and then you have the recording. Mm-hmm. And those are two aspects of. You know, those are the two major aspects of music composition. Mm, Nice. Thanks for breaking that down for someone that's new to songwriting. I hope you wrote those notes down. Yeah. Um, So I know with the whole songwriting and singing, and I know you booked your first acting job like two Mm -hmm. weeks after moving to L.A., Mm -hmm. but what are some of the adversities that you had to overcome, you know, moving to L.A. by yourself? Did you face Yeah. Oh, there's so many. I mean, you can pick any of them. Truly, there's so many to choose from. I mean, honestly, me moving to, because no one thought I was going to move to L.A. And I was talking to my brother about this, Chauncey, the other day about how, because he helped me. He he drove out here with me. But no one thought I was going to move to L.A. This was like, my. I just finished my, so I went to college for a year. I went to the University of Akron. Because I wanted to move after high school. Mm. I wanted to move out to high school, but, you know, everybody was like, no, 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 no. So I was like, okay. So last minute, 
um, I went to University of Akron because I only applied to like so many schools. Okay. Um, I then <laughs> when moving here, you just realize like how difficult it was. I, I didn't realize it as at that time because I was 19, so I didn't know. But yeah. just being on your own in a major city, and yeah. I'm from a super small town, like it's nowhere near. I mean, the suburbs of LA are bigger than my city, my hometown. So like having that experience of just moving out here, being on your own not really knowing how to navigate mm -hmm. because we are in this industry where like, if you want to be a doctor, you just go to medical school, right. your residency, and then boom, you're a doctor. But if you want to be a artist, it's like, you really don't know how to navigate that. You're taking everyone's advice because everyone has advice. People who have never been artists, have advice about how to be an artist what you should do mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. like trying to navigate and try to make the right choices yeah especially when you're 19 years old was very challenging for me but i you know i i believe in god and i'm very um i have like to pray and meditate and make sure that i nice. focus on what the move of god is for my life mm -hmm. because you can have people offer you things like i've had people offer me different situations and i was just like no nah, don't sound don't sound like something i want to do wow. i don't sound like it so you really have to i think navigating is probably the biggest challenge even now honestly even now mm -hmm. trying to navigate you know and i love that you said that because even just talking about self-worth within the industry knowing what you are what you were worth as well as who you are your identity is extremely important in the industry because as you said a lot of people came to you and offered you things that you felt didn't align with your purpose. Yeah. You don't have to actually know yourself to know that that didn't align with how you perceived yourself or how you'd like to be perceived within the world. Yeah. I love that you said that. So we're going to be taking some questions from you guys as well. As you know, if you have questions, go ahead and put them in the question box below. And then they can show up on the screen so that when people come join us, they'll know exactly what we're talking about. Also, for those of you that are just joining, again, this is Lynette. She's a songwriter. She's a singer. He's a producer. He's also an actor. He is actually also on the board for Faith, Faith Global, the Foundation for Artistic Empowerment, Talent and Empowerment. So then we see here, okay, so we actually do have a question from our audience and what they're asking is our friends our kings and queens that have joined us someone wants to yes. know actually that's my mama someone oh hey my mama wants to know what kept you focused on not giving up on following your dreams oh what kept me focused honestly i think that i am like hmm what did keep me focused <laughs> That's a good question, actually. I mean, because I think sometimes you cannot be focused, mm -hmm. and that happens more so than not. But I think that for me, being <laughs> trying to be focused is me literally understanding, constantly being reminded of what I want mm. out of life. Because I think a lot of people want different things. A lot of people want to be married. A lot of people want kids. A lot of people want to just, you know, have, you know, a nine to five, a stable life. And yeah. you know, that was never, you know, never my goals per se. Mm -hmm. So I think that always knowing that and just being true to myself, because a lot of times people can try to like deter you and be mm -hmm. like, oh, you, you should do this. You should focus on that. But I think that knowing your goals and I have to constantly remind myself, of like, okay, this is what I want. And yeah. if, if something comes up that, keeps me unfocused, I have to be like, okay, I'm not focused on what I want. Because this is not what I want. This is a, this is just something temporary. And I think that for me, staying focused on what I want um, comes with just reminding myself, honestly. 
Absolutely. I love that you said that. We have to remind ourselves. And one way that I tend to remind myself and that is I do a lot of affirmations. I affirm, I say I am this, I am that, and that tends to help me, um, you know, continue to recognize who I am and what I'm called to do um, during the first experience. Another thing that I like to add kind of it kind of inspired what you said inspired me was also to answer that question knowing your why why yeah. you, this? you know what motivates you and often yeah. our life experiences cause us to have something that makes that motivates us to get up every morning and try again so for you singing songwriting stuff like that you have this creative niche it's it is a why what do you think your why is that motivates you what do you think is it is that keeps you going why oh that's such a good question my wife i honestly think it's just my destiny honestly mm, wow. like i cannot imagine myself doing any other being in any other industry having any other life living in any other place mm-hmm. like honestly i just i i don't i think that when you really are in tap when you try to become um in tap with yourself your true self yeah. your inner self I think you can see it more clearly. I think it it is easy to not remember your why mm. and to how your why seems to change. But the older I get, I realize that my why is forever the same. Yeah. Like, this is this is a part of my destiny. This is my life. You know. I love that. This is a part of my destiny. This is my life. We can get t-shirts yeah. made that says that. So <laughs> what? We can get some t-shirts made that says that. Yes. Yes. Merch. Yes. Merch. Yes. I love that. So again, if you guys have questions, put them down there in the question box. You don't have to put them in the comments. You can just put them in the question box and then they can pull up for everyone to see. Again, for songwriters, people that are interested in publishing and singers or whatever that, this is the perfect uh, opportunity for you to ask questions from a professional. So I actually have another question for you. Um, What advice would you possibly give the younger version of yourself? A new singer, a new songwriter, just coming fresh into the industry. What advice? Myself or someone else? To yourself, if you can go back. If I can go back, hmm. Honestly, I would tell myself to push that pin more. Mm. Always push your pin. Like, literally, I cannot emphasize that enough. I was just reading about um, Taylor Swift and how, like, she was blocking. She was able, because, you know, this industry is crazy. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at someone who was such at a high level and how they were able to still, she's still able to control her career because she writes her songs. Mm-hmm. So she's, you know, she's, she went through that whole thing with her label, her own label. So I think that for me, it just, it further emphasized the importance of writing, writing mm-hmm. your own material, writing, I mean, being a part of the writing room, making sure you have publishing on your records because it really can um, help you maintain control, you know, mm-hmm. which, you know, is important as an artist because a lot of people will try to take advantage of you. Absolutely. Now, did you have like a mentor or someone that kind of walked you through all of this? Mm-hmm. Or how did you find out? How did you become so knowledgeable? You know what, honestly, because people, I was listening to the live yesterday and she was talking about how she had a mentor. And I, I okay, so I won't say I had a mentor, like someone that I went to directly, but I will say that I did have a a, a vast amount of mentors who like pushed me. Like nice. I know Miss Herma when I went to church, she would always give me solo. She would always like tell me like, oh no, this is what sounds good for your voice. This is what you know how to 
pick and choose a song. And then I remember another person that I told me about what an EP was. Mm. And she was all like, oh, I'm doing an EP. And this was like, I had to be like 16, 17. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do EP too. Cause so I didn't even know what, that was a thing or that. Can you tell that. them what that is? Cause some people probably oh. have what's an EP. Yeah, an EP, okay, so you have an LP, which is like a traditional album. So it has like, you know, 11 songs, 10 songs, 13, 15 sometimes. And the EP is an extended play. So it's basically just a shorter version. It's like, you know, four songs, four to eight songs if you want to really overdo it. Mm-hmm. And go ahead and drop a shameless plug because I could have saw a little birdie. I think I oh. dropped an EP. Oh, yeah, I did drop an EP. So I'm writing an EP out right now. If you want to go check it out, go check it out. What's the name of it? So they can it's, find called, it. it's, it's called Songwriter. Nice. Love that. Yeah, love that. Yeah. So you got a songwriter's EP out there. So again, that's a good note for those of you that are interested in being songwriters, creating mm-hmm. an EP and actually showcasing your talent. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to say you're a, you're, a show, uh, you're a songwriter and it's another thing to actually be one. You yeah. don't have to have all the resources, all you need is for creativity. So Truly, truly. Yeah. Did you have something to speak to that? Yeah, I agree. You really, you can really do it at a, you know, you don't really need a big studio per se. I did a lot of my EP in my closet. Wow, really? I did. Yes, I did. I recorded, I I like half of it because I did actually go to a studio, but I did record a good majority of it like in my closet. I have my mic. I just set up and I just knew like, you know, I did it like on Logic. So I just, you know, recorded with my laptop and my mic and you know i i i made some of the beats myself but then i also just you know um hired some friends of mine that i know just to like help me with some of the productions of some of the songs and then just put it out i put it out uh independently because i do have my own like label situation i ended up leaving i ended up getting another deal (laughs) but my songwriter ep is on um I did it completely by myself. Wow. So you said you filmed, you recorded some of your EP in your closet. I heard your EP and it's phenomenal. I would have never you. imagined Thank that. You. Like, like, I didn't know it was up in that studio traffic. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess you're in the closet traffic too. So. Child, quality, you gotta, you gotta, and even now since we're in quarantine, I'm really going to be like, some of my friends, some of my uh, songwriter friends were joking because they're just like, okay, I guess we really gotta like be out here learning logic and stuff. Cause you know logic, but you don't really, you know, as a songwriter, you don't really know logic. So now you have to really like, really try to, you know, <laughs> do vocal editing and that's ghetto. But here we are, <laughs> we're here. And for the audience that doesn't, and the people that just joined us, they don't know what logic is. Could you just tell them what that is? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a, like a DAW. So you have different, like you have Pro Tools, um, and it's basically where you can like create music. Mm-hmm. So you have Pro Tools, you have uh, Logic, you have another one. I, I think it's called Ableton or something like that. And then you mm-hmm. have um, a cheaper version is GarageBand, which is basically like it's like Logic, but it doesn't have as many of the plugins and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's basically where you uh, like a workstation, so you can like write music. If you produce, you can like make your beat in Logic, and then you can record. It's really nice. great. It's great technology. Nice. So it's basically no excuses. You can't say, oh, I can't afford to go to the studio. I can't do this because you just made it known that you created an album in your closet. And Child, it's yeah. a very good quality album. Thank you. ITunes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, TikTok. 
You make no. a TikTok video if you want to. I'll do a TikTok video. Yeah, do yeah, do a do a TikTok shout out. Yeah, do a TikTok video. <laughs> so then I would say you spoke to a bit about relationships. Why are relationships important in the industry, in the music industry or entertainment industry? Are they important for you? By developing relationships with mm -hmm. others? Yeah, I think it's very important because a lot of what's okay, a lot of people say that, you know, it's not who you know. It's who oh no, that's what I say. Because a lot of people say <laughs> <laughs> they're messing my what do they now. say? Because <laughs> people are like, oh, it's all about who you know. But I'm like, no, it's about who knows you. Because mm. I have definitely been in situations where, like, I, I did this one TV show on Comedy Central. And I remember I didn't even have to audition for it. Like, the, the casting director, who I knew, you know, and it's not even like, we got to be best friends. It's mm. just, like, people knowing that you can do a job. Yeah increases your ability to get hired especially short notice 100%. especially um because yeah we would like to say like oh you have to audition yeah you have to like do the callbacks and those are, that's definitely a part of the process mm -hmm. but a lot of times especially in hollywood a lot of things are so just like quick 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 like can you come to the studio today can you um oh we're shooting something tomorrow it's for a tv show can you do it yes and so then that's uh, having those relationships and having people that know like okay they're talented they're professional they can get the job done they're on time they're right. efficient like developing those relationships is so important because so important. honestly when you think of like disney you think of uh fox and you think of all these big studios those are really just people those are really just people running these um studios 100%. People like you and I and people like the people that have joined this live as well. Mm -hmm. um, that, they just have a different job job type. Yeah. So I love that you said that. So we actually have a couple questions from those that have joined us. Someone says, what advice do you have for young artists trying to create their own channel, their own artistic Oh, that's a good question. That was a good question. That is a good question because having your own sound is very important. I think when you're trying to develop your own sound, I would suggest this is me. Either playing something that you don't listen to at all. So, like, let's say if you're a rapper, I would no longer listen to rap for, for mm -hmm. if I'm developing a sound. Like, obviously, if you're trying to know like the market, then yeah, listen to the radio. But if mm -hmm. I'm a rapper, I'm like, okay, not listening to rap. Let me listen to opera. You mm -hmm. know, let me see how what inspiration I can get from opera. What inspiration I can get from classical music. What mm -hmm. uh, inspiration I can get from listening listening to like. Spanish music, like I don't know what these people saying. Indian music, I don't know what these people saying. But it's like me listening for little bits of sound and letting, cause I again I'm very like spiritual, so I believe that letting my spirit man like captivate the sound that is my sound, mm -hmm. you know, within the earth. So yeah, I would suggest that honestly. Mhm. Mm I love that you said that. Absolutely. I'll even speak to acting. You know, um, when I was growing up as a child, I actually used to just turn on. Um, the Spanish channels and just watch them and have yeah. proper and have no clue as to what they were saying. But yeah. I was more so paying attention to the technical aspect of if I can describe what I thought was going on in the scene. 
-hmm. And so, you know, the same thing, like even when you play back your auditions, you know what your voice is once you're comfortable with it. Right. But paying attention to can someone really read what you're doing without actually hearing what you're saying, whether it's yeah. your body language, through what you're saying through your eyes, through expression. So I love that the same thing, you translate that to music, you know, mm -hmm. finding that way, you know, you, like you said, expanding outside of your comfort zone, finding other um, opportunities to listen to things that you probably wouldn't have been exposed to, and that helps mm -hmm. you create your artistic voice. Yeah, and I think that's very important to find, finding your own voice is probably, it's what makes you stand out, you know, mm -hmm. from that's what makes you different from the other hundreds of thousands of people that, like you said, are auditioning for a job or trying to put out music is finding your own voice. So, yeah. mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And I think that finding your voice comes with finding yourself. Oh, yes. time with yourself. Yes as you connect more with the essence of who you are, I think your voice mm. begins to flow outward, you know, from internal to outward toward the universe and toward those that are around you. Yeah, yeah, I always say that like, you can fool everyone else, but you cannot fool yourself. Like, you know the truth, even though we try to um, cap and lie, like we don't know what's going on, but like, oh, okay even though we try to do that <laughs> and we know our authentic selves no i'm sorry we know our authentic selves yes absolutely absolutely so then um we actually have another question from the audience sorry guys i had a couple technical difficulties there but i'm still here for you <laughs> you're fine i was confused as well <laughs> <laughs> should new artists invest in their own recording equipment oh yes <laughs> Yes, of course, you should. I mean, don't go overboard. Like, because if you don't know how to use expensive equipment, don't get expensive equipment. Like, honestly, you could just get, like, I have, like, I have a studio mic. I'm, like, looking at my studio setup now. I have a studio mic, and then I have, like, an audio converter, and then I have the speakers. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy to use for me. Um, but if you, you know, depending on, you could always just get a USB mic, plug it into your computer. You can get GarageBand. Logic's probably like $200. So, I mean, if you want to make that investment, make that investment. Buy a book for Logic, because Logic is very intense. Mm -hmm. um, I, took, I ended up taking like a, a class <laughs> in Logic just to learn how to like navigate lo Logic more. And even then, I was like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is not my strong suit. But mm -hmm. learning how to do the, ba the basic necessities, you know, it's very important. So having recording equipment, yeah, I would suggest that for sure. Absolutely. I love that. So then I guess I guess you kind of spoke to it a bit, but if you can leave, I guess, three tips that you leave with a new singer-songwriter, what are three things that they should be working on, not necessarily during this quarantine, but just in general to advance their artistic careers? Oh, okay. For a singer-songwriter, um, I would definitely say, again, I said this before, I'm, this is probably going to be the highlight of my top advice is push your pen. Push your songwriting, make sure you can write, make sure you can write lyrics, make sure your lyrics are good, make sure that you're able to um, create ideas that are relatable but yet unique, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense. Um, make great melodies. That's probably my first one, push your pen. My second is to know the business. Um, mm. Like I said earlier, I own my own like label. So I think that for me, being you know, an artist, me having ownership, because um, right now I have a, distribu a distribution deal, but mm -hmm. me having that in place 
just like let me know like okay this is what i don't necessarily want to give away all my rights especially now with the corona and everything literally being canceled mm-hmm. it makes you realize like the importance of like like touring money is not going to be enough money you know mm-hmm. like because we can't tour and mm-hmm. here in california you can't tour honey <laughs> you can't tour no more girl uh and here in california they're they're like saying that they're not gonna let us do any live events till 2021 so like this whole year you're not gonna be able to perform anymore so i think that for me ownership and owning your 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 copyright owning your masters owning your publishing owning all that stuff is you know important if you don't want to own it at least know why you don't want to own it at least know what deals you're getting into because i know so many people who are like oh i got a bad friend who got bad deals i'm like why did you sign this terrible contract so i would say there's a book i forgot what it's called but it's called um understanding the music business i would suggest that book just so you know and honestly if you sign any deal get a lawyer i'm not a lawyer get a lawyer don't take my advice if you want to you know get a deal get a deal if you want a distribution deal know the difference between a record deal and a, a distribution deal um but yeah ownership is definitely a key 